0: Welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm Patrick Mayhorn. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Ryan Donnelly. And Ryan, it's it's a big day for you because you have both retired from the NFL and you have been sued by Brian Flores for being racist. How do you respond to to these allegations and also how do you look back on your your famed career as an NFL quarterback? Well, I'm frankly just thankful that he was able to take the heat off of my uh, euphoria
1: comments, mm-hmm. and I think really that's been a big win for me to um, to kind of get the feds off my tail. Yeah, uh, you know there are some um, some certain comments I've made <laughs> in relation to that that I, I you know I think it's a win. I think generally it's a net positive, and I I feel like I'm uh, I'm really on a roll right now.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting generally when somebody mm-hmm. wants to distance themselves from something, they don't continue to <laughs> mention it, but I am interested in how you're, how you're approaching this. I think it's <laughs> going to go really well for you.
1: Well, it's a, it's a, it's a new PR strategy working out with my team. Uh-huh. And, um, I think frankly that the, the soon to come, uh, uh, non, non extradition treaty that Argentina will be putting into place in the United States, it's going to be going to be really huge for me. And, mm-hmm. um, I just think it's nice to see my, you know, my work of months and months coming to pay off. And uh, me and my, uh, I have a team that I think we, we, you know, me and my buddies, we call each other a spider network, just just as like a friendly thing, we call each other. And I think that's really just, it's <laughs> these guys kind of support me and it's really, really coming to fruition.
0: <laughs> I, I have to, the, the listeners are are curious. They're asking, how is your journey in Argentina going? Have you found the, the remains of your ancestors? Have you dug those up and, and claimed them <laughs> for your rituals? How is that? How's the progress on that?
1: I did run into a little trouble. Um, I think that some of the, um, you know, there were some like real protests by local groups claiming that I had quote, like disturbed sacred sites and, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And, and obviously, I mean, that's, that's just ridiculously unfounded. Uh, you know, as a native Argentinian, I have full access to these. As everybody else does. Sure. But uh, we'll get into
0: that later. We'll get into that later. Yeah. You're, um, you're allowed to go to the combination library bar. There's nothing wrong with you going to the library <laughs> bar.
1: Uh-huh. The library bar. Uh, it's actually very cool and it was very uncool <laughs> to be made fun of for having a good time with your friends and uh <laughs> um you know uh it is what it is the other day Patrick.
0: yeah so that's the thing that a lot of people maybe in, in many of your group chats don't realize that there is a person behind the screen and he's he he's a sick little individual but he is still a person the same <laughs> and i feel
1: i feel oh by the way we have some break news, the podcast oh, here do we uh yeah, Kevin Steele has become the Miami defensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> that's something that's going to end. Uh, oh man. Well, it's can... going to end really, really well for <laughs> for Mario Cristobal.
0: Congratulations to Kevin Steele on his upcoming job as the head coach of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah, it seems like things maybe aren't going super great there. Uh, in in terms of mm. not uh, hiring Kevin Steele. It seems like he's actually failed the not hiring Kevin Steele test. And he also very nearly failed the not hiring Jason candle test. I don't know what's going on down there. Hmm. It seems like it's possible. And I'm just spitballing here that maybe Marco Cristobal isn't that good of a coach. Hmm. It's troubling. It's a troubling thing to think about. It's something that we're certainly going to be looking into when Dan Lanning goes ten and two and does the exact same thing this upcoming season that Cristobal has done for you know four or five years now. It's it's something that we're mm. going to consider for sure. Um, Ryan, today we've got two things. We've got two bits. That's a, that's all we're going to give you. We've got no more bits beyond that. Uh, we are going to run down the transfer portal a little bit and, and kind of get a feel for what's going on and, and where guys have landed as the dust sort of clears. Um, the last really big domino I think fell today with Caleb Williams announcing finally at, at long last <laughs> that he is going to USA um, and not Wisconsin as a lot of people really, for some that reason.
1: Was, I would say that was not the big Caleb Williams news of the day, however.
0: Yeah, there is bigger Caleb Williams Williams news that we will get to. Um, <laughs> I think it is. (laughs) important for his draft stock moving forward and and for how we evaluate him perhaps as a person. Um, But before we do that, we have our uh, I think way too early here. Top, not top 25, but we're gonna do a way too our early top, top 10, 10 yeah. here. Um, not because we couldn't think of 25 people for this, this right. top 25, but because of a different reason um, that is better. So we have our, our way too early mm. top 25 here, 10 10 uh, 10 picks edition. And this is not. We're not gonna do this for teams. <laughs> this is not necessarily for the people you're gonna see. No, on that's the for it. Don't care. Yeah, not interested. We're, we're gonna do. We're gonna do it a little bit of our way. Ryan, this is our way too early media top 10. This is our... You know, we're rolling down the list, we're doing the preseason magazine, we're previewing all of the writers, we're previewing the athletics staff, we're previewing ESPN mm. staff, we're you know, we're crunching the numbers, we're figuring out how much of Pete Thamel is returning for twenty twenty two. We're figuring out, you know, <laughs> has Brett McMurphy been shadow banned and will he be allowed to go into the press box? You know, we're we're figuring out right. who has paid a long snapper and will no longer be credentialed. And that's sort of <laughs> that's sort of what we're what we're sorting through here. And we have we're, our... we're we're looking also into if any of these guys, if they get mad at this list, they potentially
1: try to, uh, you know, uh, threaten to remove their podcast from Spotify uh-huh. to maybe get ours off of the off of the program as well. Yeah, uh, and say that you know you'll lose our uh, our twelve hundred listeners if you if you we don't have uh, uh, a podcast that I won't name anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> on the airwaves, and you can't handle that. Your advertisers will not be very happy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, flipping the field is gonna treat all of these guys very, very unfairly and, and it is it's important that we are held accountable for that. Um but without any uh without any further grandstanding here, I think we can start it off and, and, and Ryan. How about think, any further Grant landing? How about that, huh? Um no have never never heard of that. Doesn't don't don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> uh, it's uh it doesn't not real, it doesn't exist. Uh certainly doesn't have its uh its paws all over this list and will continue to do so for decades. Um but number ten here and, and and in traditional way too early top ten fashion, I think that it's mm. important to go through sort of what what this selection has to do to prove that they're that they're ready to win a national championship. Are, are
1: we uh are we just not gonna do the other receiving votes categories? No, no. no, I'm looking at those okay. names
0: and there's not a single one I wanna even say <laughs> or even think about really. Uh the, if they were if they were off my screen permanently, I would not I would not skip a single beat. I would not think about them ever again. Uh number yeah. and also we
1: should we should hang on hang on <laughs> we should we should probably acknowledge before we get the list uh that this is only uh national writers yep. uh focused on either writing or podcasting no tv freaks uh-huh. uh we don't want any kind of handsome people on this list yeah um and
0: uh, no local writers, because uh, you know, honestly, get your money up, get get to the big time, or, or quit fucking around. Well, and also, too many local writers actually listen to the show, and I don't want to hurt their mm. feelings. I don't care about <laughs> about hurting these guys' feelings. I don't, I don't, I don't know them. That's not important to me. Um, right. But yeah, if your voice doesn't sound sort of akin to like an eldritch horror, and you can be on a TV show because of that, or on a on a you know, largely syndicated radio show, you're not. Right. I'm sorry, you're not a true. You're not a true poster. You're not even really a member of the media anymore. You're a celebrity, and that doesn't no. count. This is—you don't do this for the for the fame. You do it for the love of the game. You do it because you're a crazy person who can't do anything else without being shunned from society. Um, yeah, Ryan, number ten. It's Bud Elliott of I think 24/7 Sports, right? He is as i look That's here right. the only recruiting person on the list this is uh this is somebody who you you'd probably have a little bit more to say about than i would as the the resident recruiting guy here what does bud bring to the table this is one of the most talented i, I think rooms in the in the list here because of that recruiting experience
1: yeah yeah i mean i think what bud's real value is here is, is you got to give it to him he's hungry right the guy is the guy is one of the foremost embracers of the of the analytics movement alongside a crop of other young writers, uh, one or two of whom we'll discuss later on this list. Uh, but, you know, Bud really market corrected some of the older uh, football writers who were saying things like, you know, I stopped learning math at el- pre algebra and uh-huh. like, I can't, uh, you know, no, I don't know how percentage percentages or yeah, I've never I, opened Excel before. I can't even uh, read, yeah. Right. I can't read. Like, I uh, I usually just get banned uh, the first week of the season for cheering in multiple press boxes. I go, go to three games a week and cheer all of them, uh, rooting for the sport. Uh-huh. Um, those kind of guys, those kind of style of people. Um, you know, Bud, uh, I think more than his recruiting rating, is now mostly known for being uh, a successful gambling addict. One of the guys yeah. who's beating the odds. Sure. Uh, he he is beating the, you know, I lose $10,000 a year by actually placing money in my media bet allegations. Yeah. <clears throat> like Tom Fornelli. Um, but, <laughs> he is, uh, you know, his betting stuff is fun, right? He's like, he's a guy who discusses gambling in a way it's not annoying. Uh, I guess not annoying to me, at least. Uh, he kind of looks at it as like a money-making operation in a way to like, uh, you know, kind of beat the casinos, uh, which is more fun. And, you know, he's he's basically the Robert De Niro casino of, uh, of the college football beat.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that 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 is something. Um, the way that people largely talk about sports gambling and college football gambling specifically, because that's the majority of sport that I watch. But the way that people talk mm-hmm. about it is wildly annoying. Like they, you know, they're talking about prop bets. They're talking about oh, that's a touch. That's a pretty important touchdown for some people. Shut up! I want somebody who's right. seriously addicted to gambling. I want somebody yeah. who is not. This is not at all for them a joke. This is a very serious – This is how they make their money. And Bud definitely. It's just has like that investing. Kind of- But
1: more serious. like It's like these guys are better at gambling than most people are at investing.
0: Yeah. He does. He definitely has that. That. De Niro from. From casino thing going on. Who is his. Who is his Joe Pesci then in this circumstance? Who's 247? Stephen Godfrey. I don't know. (laughs) I think. I think 247 needs. No, you're right. Stephen Godfrey is not nearly intimidated enough. He's Um, also way too (laughs) tall. He's much too tall to be Joe Pesci. Is he tall? Stephen Godfrey's like 6'5, I think.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. He's a
0: big fella. Yeah. He has the hair of a short man. <laughs> okay, so uh, who's who's two four seven's If you know who two Joe Pesci, and if you if if you, if you've encountered a five foot six man <laughs> who has a gun on him at all times at Florida recruiting camps, please let us know, because um, I'm not sure I'm not sure I know who the two four seven oh, Joe Pesci is.
1: I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to think of anybody. I truly don't. I'm not just saying this because I don't want to offend anybody. I actually don't have a name. Damn, I'm feeling um, like two four seven Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs>
0: one of our one of the Air Force guys going to have us as their handle within five minutes of the episode releasing. Oh man, yeah, that's so. I, I think that that is that's what keeps him down at number ten is that he does not have. A very small very angry man to protect him in case anything happens right. you know he he. there's no enforcer yeah and and bud i'll tell you i'm five nine i can do it i can do it i, I think i could handle it bud i'm ready to, i'm ready to be called up go ahead send me in i will go and i'll attack any recruiting guy that you tell me to attack at a camp i don't care who it is i don't care <laughs> what he looks like i don't care if he's been on this show i'll do it i'll go after any of them i'm ready number nine um Kind of a kind of a, a name who's fallen off a little bit in recent years. This is maybe a, a sleeping yeah. giant, I would say. Kind of a was... guy
1: who is maybe only on the list because you voted for him. <laughs> I have
0: my reasons. Listen, <laughs> I have my reasons, and I'm going to get to them. Ivan Mazel, or yeah, I think it's Ivan Mazel, who is I believe now of On Three Sports. My pick here is a, is a projection. I think this is your. Do you, hey, sorry to interrupt you, Patrick. but yeah. do, you, do you worry at all that his Amazon Prime show is going to disqualify him from this list? <laughs> it's something that you have to think about, and you also have to. Be worried about his longtime marriage to Jerry Falwell Sr. You know, it, it's it's something that is that that is troubling. But I think that I think that on three having its first real big you know upcoming season as like a national thing that people talking talk about. I think we're going to be seeing Ivan in the news a lot. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of Ivan features. <clears throat> I think we're going to be seeing a lot of him going around the country, talking to coaches, writing big embeds about it. I think that we are in for a year of Ivan as they try to get sort of more ingrained in the in the national conversation. And he's sort of the, I, I think, the lead feature writer there, if I was assuming, based on this, here's, here's what's
1: cool, too, is if you go to on3.com and their drop down menu, uh, if you go to NCAA football, yeah. it just says News Feed, Transfer Portal Ranking, Transfer Portal Wire,
0: Ivan Maisel, love that, love or that. Maisel, See, however you say that, one of those. It doesn't matter. But that's yes, absolutely. See, there's investment. There's 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 uh, there's program investment. They're aligned in one direction. I think that he's going to be. Grinding the embeds, I think that he's going to be out. He's going to be at Duke. He's going to be at Virginia Tech. He's going to be at all the new schools with the new coaches. Writing puff pieces, mm. uh, lying to fans about how their team is about to be really good. They're just one transfer away. Uh, <laughs> that they went for it's not a big deal that they went four and eight last year because they were just uh, they weren't even trying. They didn't really want to, you know, play or anything. They were just built It was a youth movement. I think it's going to be a big year for for Ivan I think he's ready to jump back in with the blue bloods where he uh, where and, he wants one
1: and something else that's cool too is if again on their homepage uh, if you just scroll down about you know uh, past like the front splash yep. it has the daily mm-hmm. on three with Ivan again Maisel, Maisel who knows uh, which has one article in the last 21 days. Okay, he's um, building up. So that's a good daily feature. Yeah, <laughs> <He's just> getting, <laughs> he's just build, getting those in the can. He's
0: building up. He's he's uh, he's charging, and then he's going to go uh, super <laughs> Saiyan. he's he's. Uh, Listen, I believe in Ivan. I think that you know maybe he's having a tough transfer portal season, but he's going to bounce back. They've got talent. Yeah. he's he's uh, he's, uh, he's ready to go. He's
1: doing the Cameron uh, the Cameron uh, 106 and Park Freestyle line where he's saying he's like you know. Uh, got four mil from on three but i never saw a record for him yeah he's gonna
0: post that in his twitter in the next couple months okay love that uh number eight here (laughs) this is one this one you you sold me out on the last one i'm gonna sell you out on this one richard johnson at number eight of um sports illustrated i think sounds i think that's uh yeah for sure for sure he definitely is somewhere on the internet right yeah uh ryan what's the uh what's the what's the logic here
1: yeah, he seems like, unlike most of the our fellow freaks and losers in the media, mm-hmm. he seems like a normal guy. Uh, you know, a guy like myself. Uh, <laughs> a regular guy who likes to hang out, you know, wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah.
0: Um, Two you know, very normal uh, men. That's that's what I always say about, about you guys. <laughs> um,
1: he is a Florida fan, but he could be, uh, you know, he could be a lot more annoying about it than a lot of other prominent uh, college football media Florida fans who – um, you know, no need to, no need to talk about them, I guess they're yeah. not making the list here. Um, but yeah, Richard Johnson, you know, he seems to, uh, he actually watches football. He can talk, uh, about scheme at a, at a pretty competent level. Um, he doesn't, for example, post like 19 emojis, tweeting, uh, teasing something. He thinks he has his report before someone else breaks it because mm-hmm. they have the actual sources. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that, you know. Uh uh good good uh he's he's kinda like to me like the anchor of uh uh what's their show? Splits on duo, splits on duo.
0: Sure um now ryan i do have a uh, the, the big question here the big knock on richard coming into the season he does only right. watch three teams and they're all in the sec is that a, that's right and, and, is that a concern and that is a problem you? and he also does seem to take six vacations per football season
1: so you do have to ask <laughs> you do have to ask if, if he wants it bad enough but the talent is there which yeah. again makes sense because he sure. is a florida fan he is the florida of,
0: of sports yeah. media yeah, um, totally, totally fair. You you do also have to wonder some of, about some of his connections to the PFF guys, just because that's never a good sign for for uh. You know. Oh, he, does he have PFF tags? He he's got some friends at PFF, and you just don't like to see that. Mm. It's it's that's not the right crowd to be hanging around, and and we uh, no. we, we can break free of that and maybe get some. He's uh, telling me that he yeah he's he's like going on his podcast to tell you that uh, Jack Miller is an eighty nine point four
1: quarterback, and
0: mm-hmm. you're just left to wonder what the fuck that means. Yeah, or, what does or what that? Where does that even? Where could that possibly even come from? <laughs> Out of what? You know, He's thrown four <laughs> passes ever, and on one of them his arm fell off because he has leprosy. It, it was really—it's a weird grade to, to be giving out. So yeah, that's that's a big question right now. But uh, yeah, totally. I think the raw—I think the raw potential is there, and you've you've got to wonder about uh about what the SI tag can do. Uh, for the Richard Johnson brand. Number Mm. seven. It's a
1: huge, it's a huge
0: site still. Uh Uh-huh. Everybody really still, I mean, everybody's getting their SI. Everybody, every uh, SID who's 23 years old and has uh, bipolar (laughs) and is BPD, uh, they know about (laughs) Sports Illustrated. They love Sports Illustrated. and they're giving out all the interviews to the Sports Illustrated guys. When,
1: who, and also, we got to ask this, too. When are they bringing back Sports Illustrated for kids? Yeah, uh, we, we, and, we
0: need it. Come on, and, we need it. And which,
1: eufo- and which euphoria characters will be you know, writing about college football? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
0: Well, there was probably an SI for teens at some point, right? Like that, that probably, no, that,
1: come on, are you not old enough to remember Sports Illustrated for kids? I remember it for
0: kids. Me? I don't think there was one for teens, though. I used to get the one for kids, but I'm saying this. we, okay. we, we need one for I, the... I was about to feel
1: fucking... No, no, no we you no, we need
0: one for the 13 through 18 year olds. We we need one for hmm. uh I guess 19 is also teen, but It's
1: it's, it's sports illustrated for teens by Virgil Texas.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Maybe actually, maybe we shouldn't do a Sports Illustrated for yeah. teens, or really any <laughs> magazine or content at all that is designed for teens. I think we should just put them in little cryogenic tubes until they are uh, until they're 20 years old. At which point we, they are allowed yeah. to consume content again. Uh, number seven here: a man who I have no opinions on, who no one should ever have any opinions <laughs> you, on. You want <laughs> to put him on the list, folks? It's Dennis Dodd. Um, it's a mystery what of a where a big bald bitch. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea where this man works i don't really know anything about him i just see him sometimes in the press box and then once every month or so he breaks the biggest story in college football um and it's always like something completely insane that no one had any idea was coming i don't know how he does it but that's i'm banking on that i think that he's a big play threat and then what's cool is like in
1: the four weeks in between those stories, he writes like 10 of the most annoying opinion pieces you can possibly yeah. imagine. They're yeah. designed to appeal to nobody.
0: Yeah. He's just like no
1: fan that agrees with him. He's like, if Dan Walken had literally anything to offer, at all. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was going to say he's in the Dan Walken zone as well as so my like, next comment. That's so funny. They're <laughs> the same guy. Yeah. They're the same guy. Like yeah, they're, like... they're, they're writing pieces that that are just like designed to piss off everyone. Yeah. Um, in a way that doesn't make any sense. Like you were somehow like, Coming across, like, the big college football liberal, but you're also, like, about tradition and uniforms or whatever and, like, not allowing players to make money. Yeah. And you also, like, get outraged at Brian Kelly for reasons that aren't him killing somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Which which uh, you are in favor of. Yeah, which you are (laughs) not as openly in favor of. Yeah, like Dennis DeHawk's going to somehow find a way to write an article this summer where he says, like, the best college football coach in each state should have prima nocta uh, for <laughs> for all the students on the campus. And uh, everyone's going to just, you know, quit, retweet it 3,000 times. Yeah. And they don't have his job back. Didn't he, like, favorite porn or something on the timeline a while ago?
0: Oh, who among us? Let, let, let he who has it <laughs> cast the <before> first stone. <laughs> Was that him, though? Am I thinking about the uh, right guy before I get libeled? Um, I don't know if it was him. I don't know if I'm going to... I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb uh, and say that it was, but uh, somebody hmm. certainly did. I, I know that uh, there was like a like a local guy at Indiana or something that did, and then he doubled down. Maybe on Maybe yeah. he was like, "It's cool." Yeah, actually. no comment. He did. I'm, the not, th- I'm the, not. The thing I'm was, not. he did it at a basketball game. Like he like he liked it oh, during man. a basketball game, which I think is cool because um, I also don't want to watch <laughs> Indiana basketball. Um, yeah, I, I think. Shout out the cheese. Shout out to cheese. Shout shout out to cheese. cheese yeah. Shout out to cheese. Shout out to the Indiana boys. Um. Yeah. I, Dennis Dodd is is he's Dan Wolkin If Dan Wolkin was like forty percent less annoying, so that he can have five coaches that he's really good friends with, so he can get sources. Like Dan, Dan Wolkin doesn't have any sources. He's just talking trash. And I honestly, I do kind of respect that. The man is just—he's just riffing, and we do love that for him. And I think the in between
1: stage between Dan Walken and Dennis Dodd is the full hour back, right? That's uh-huh. like the, that's like the intermediary between those two. Yeah. Is that fair it, to say. Well, and
0: it's interesting. It's it's. Her version of sources is different than Dennis's because Dennis is not just directly quoting George Kleofkov and saying uh, sources within the Pac-12. Um, he's he's talking to coaches. He's talking to assistants rather than just like I'm letting this athletic director release a, pe- a press release on my website and I'm reporting it as if it is breaking news. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a little um, bit it's a little bit different. That's so cool, dude. Yeah.
1: I mean, we we need essentially college football, Matt Iglesias, and uh, mm-hmm. we have it. Yeah, it's, um, it's me. We have we have <laughs> dozens of them. <laughs> um, someone's doing a doing an article for like Sports Illustrated or CBS Sports or something, where they're writing that we need one billion yeah. FBS athletes. Yeah, dude, uh, we, we
0: got to get more teams. We need more teams right now, right this instant. I I, <laughs> I think I think what college football really needs, and I think that this is a space that maybe. I, perhaps I can fill. Um, all of the old sports writers have died or stopped writing. We need a new Rod Dreher. We need a college football Rod Dreher who's just sort of like a, like a traditionalist for very weird things and has like these yeah. kind of esoteric Catholic beliefs that don't really connect to anything and is just sort of sad and just kind of miserable need, all the time. We and need I think a I college football... We need a college football Peter
1: Thiel who's arguing okay. that you have to like fix the supply chain shortage by having Alabama football produce microchips. Ryan, I've, got, uh, so this, I've got this.
0: I've got this website called The Athletic that I'm gonna introduce you to and I think that you're really gonna <laughs> like what you're seeing from, from those guys on that front.
1: <laughs> All right. So moving on to our we have a tie, Patrick, between number five and number six yeah. here. Yeah. Um two guys who are could not be more opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is a show favorite. Yeah. Um CIA agent uh, uh Matt Zenitz.
2: Yep. Yep. And on, uh, on, the on other is Matt
1: a <laughs> And the other is a show uh punching bag uh-huh.
0: also CIA agent but like in a way that he doesn't realize he is uh, Stu Mandel. Yeah, nobody is given a fuck about the Sagarin ratings more than this guy. He is he, <laughs> th- this is the number 1 touter of the Sagarin ratings here and I, and I think we, I... Have, we have we have two side we have we have pretty much diametrically opposed characters here in Zenits who I know nothing about and Stu Mandel who I know entirely too much about.
1: <laughs> I literally cannot wait until one day accidentally in the podcast, Brew Man- uh, Bruce Feldman, I almost called him Brew Mandel. <laughs> <It's pretty funny. laughs> that's, that's, that's when Stu gets a few drinks out of. at the whatever pub he has in Northwestern. <laughs> uh, whenever Bruce Feldman accidentally says Stu Mandel's uh, uh, um, MK Ultra trigger word mm-hmm. in the podcast, and uh, Mandel just absolutely loses his mind and snaps back at, at Feldman's years of abuse yeah. in underhanded comments, uh, just sniping at him relentlessly. Uh, he's going to be like the guy from Office Space who just loses his mind. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I truly cannot fucking wait for that because it's it's coming one day. A storm is coming, and Stu Mandel is at the eye of it. Absolutely. Um, uh, Matt said it's okay. Um, just a guy who especially came out of nowhere to uh-huh. stand toe-to-toe with uh, the big newsbreaker, some of whom are going to be later down this list. Um, what's up with that? Where's this guy? Again, we talked about it on the podcast already, but where did this guy come from? I still yeah. don't understand entirely. I mean, uh, we got some vague answers from Shannon about him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he dodged the I appreciate question. I'll, that, I'll but... say
0: he dodged the question. He was afraid to he say where, the the, where he got this guy
1: from. <laughs> yeah. I am just curious, like what kind of, uh, what country Matt Zets was living in from the years of say 2003, 2009, uh, what kind of operations he was maybe conducting, um, what what kind of, you know, contacts
0: he may have, so to speak, Matt, in the Matt, US government. Matt, I want I'd like to I just want to know where were you in the early nineties as <laughs> it relates to South Africa? Were you involved in any way in the early nineties in South Africa? I just I'm just asking. We're, questions we're
1: just doing <laughs> we're doing like where's Waldo pictures, but it's Matt that it's in the background of like South African apartheid, like the Bosnian Civil War. Uh he's showing up like uh in Ukraine or in the Crimea situation and also yeah. right now.
0: Um yeah, what, what is Yeah, he- interesting. He has yeah <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh what was the country where they had all those horrible like grocery store uh shootings and it was because of the uh the stay bu- the cia stay behind agents? i think that's united states of america right? no there were some other ones as well it was <laughs> I, I it was it was one of those eastern european countries they all they all run together grocery but, store shootings yeah something like that it was the um it was part of uh I, I can't even remember what it was called now um but uh, Gladio was part of the Gladio thing. He was doing that. That's the, that's the the crux of the joke. He was doing that. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah. Matt Zenitz was like, Matt Zenitz got funding for on three sports by
0: uh,
1: essentially being the one who collected the CIA's cut from the golden triangle heroin (laughs) operation. Uh (laughs) Uh, Anyway, great guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matt Zenitz was running that fucking that black tar shit from uh, Vietnam to
0: Thailand and back down to parody. Singapore and parody getting it, getting,
1: it to, not, getting it
0: to the big markets in Australia not, not actionable and, and honestly he's killing it he's, he's killing. killing it there are some guys who are just built to do this like just just built to grind get the scoops right and they kind of come out of nowhere but you can tell right from the jump like oh yeah that's a uh that's a grinder right there. That's a future local you know, that, king. That's Dan Hope is yes, on that list. absolutely. That was exactly where I was going with it. Was that Dan Hope, who we love, and I say this with I say this with all affection, who came kind of oh, out yeah. of nowhere and just grinds. The man works like sixteen hours a day, just grinds for those scoops, and uh, we do respect a guy who does that. And I, I personally like, I I have yeah, I, I have absolutely nothing but. Uh, Nothing but fear oh, yeah, and not, respect for those guys. It's terrifying. Oh, they yeah, can they rock.
1: That. I mean, it is uh, It is just like meeting somebody who's like a, a tech found-up starter who actually like knows what they're doing. Yep. Just like one of those like 10 in the
0: world. Uh, it's very cool. Very yep. cool vibe to have. Yeah, you're like, uh, wow, big that's, fan of those. wow you're, a, you're a crazy guy, huh? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, I, guess, um, I guess good for you.
1: <laughs> So moving on to number four guys who aren't crazy guys who don't seem to really do anything except mm-hmm. kind of shit posts and like, mm-hmm. okay, we have, uh, here's what I'm going to say is we have the 2021 Eli Apple on this list. Yeah. Uh, we have Brett McMurphy. Yeah. <laughs> um, a guy who's like right 75% of the time and completely fucking wrong. the other 25% in a way that drives everybody except like people who think he's funny, crazy. Yeah. Uh, like basically the average college football fan hates Brett McMurphy's guts. Um, Everybody else thinks
0: he's funny as shit, right? At least maybe I'm just speaking for myself. I think Brett McMurphy's hilarious. I fear that he might – I fear that this might be the Clemson of our list and that he could be approaching a downfall here because – I don't know if you have noticed this. It seems that he's beginning to to approach Reddit territory with the way that he talks. He's becoming he Reddit. Posts. He's becoming uh, a little bit Reddit. Um, and so I'm 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 a little concerned about that. But I, I do think you know obviously the defense is very talented there. They've got a lot they've got a lot of skill position talent. But the quarterback is struggling a little bit. You know he's getting a little Reddit. And if he's if he's Reddit, though, I would argue we've also named five Reddit guys so far in our top, uh, but it's it's national college football media. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, they're all Reddit. (laughs) It's, It's Reddit all the way down. But McMurphy not doing anything else except for posting on Twitter does make it a little bit easier i think because that's his whole yeah, thing what happened it's, it's, to that he was working for stadium or something does he, he still have a job i think he's working for action network which is as a grown man not something i would do but i i guess uh, oh yeah i mean i guess if you're you kind of make money somewhere um but he mo- it seems like his job mostly is to announce where bowl games are being played and who is playing in them which is yeah i, I guess uh I, I guess fine he had an actually a very interesting story during the middle of last season where he was asking athletic directors if they would hire urban Meyer and like the vast majority of them lied and said that they wouldn't. Um, that's good. I would like more of, I'd like more of just like anonymous, athletic directors being you know pulled for like how which how how insane would you get in hiring a coach would you hire bobby petrino in 2022 right like i i want to see how far some of these guys would take it and uh, that's i think that's why he's why he's checking in at four here is because he does offer occasionally those stories where it's like get a loaded get a look at how stupid every athletic director in america is yeah yeah
1: um definitely a bunch of guys who suck yeah and you know it's also what's cool about that is it's just the athletic directors and it's definitely not reflected in <laughs> uh you know the coaches the media uh mm-hmm. you know every other position around the sport uh it's just uh it's just the athletic directors which is, which is good it's that's self-contained yeah
0: that's right it's yeah, you can just bubble it right off and everything else is cool we're all just it's all just hanging out um number mm. also
1: really quick here sorry to interrupt you but speaking of CIA connections, uh, uh, I'm noticing now that Kristen Miller, you know, one of the top 100 players in the country, is about yep. to commit for signing day yep. uh, tomorrow. People hear this, uh, taking his his top three pictures before his announcement in front of a stop human trafficking sign. Hmm. Um, definitely a real problem that is not entirely <laughs> chained up by the, by the
0: media. Uh, but we'll get into that later. Huh? That's no, that's a little that, that's that's a little strange. I did also see unrelated entirely i just thought it was kind of funny there was a uh, there was a 2023 like four star wide receiver who put out an offers list a couple of days ago and the a in his name was the alabama logo which i just thought was a That's little cool. bit it's <laughs> kind of tipping his hand a little bit there i like that <laughs> getting if you getting i mean honestly, if it.
1: you get one of those early alabama offers you need to flex it at every chance yeah. you have before they cut your offer
0: yeah absolutely you, you say that to every coach you meet like yeah you know i got my alabama offer a little while back like like really kind of show it off like yeah see they they all, every you know, coach yeah. you say that to like every every girl you meet every, every yeah every, meet, every person yeah. that you meet you get on the bus and you're like hey i've got an alabama off
1: <laughs> cool <laughs> i would let me walk around with like just as like i would just walk around with one of those you know those uh jerseys the browns fans used to wear and are gonna have to wear again like next year where they just have like all of the names crossed off the quarterback uh thing did you think that um, people were
0: wearing that jersey is that was, people like, wear that jersey no That's dude <laughs> It was just in that window of that store. It wasn't like people no, were walking. No, that's around. a real jersey. People have <laughs> that. People have
1: that. No. People have that. You, you have talking? a guy who has like a tearaway like nameplate that has all of the old uh, all the old quarterbacks beneath it and keeps going. <laughs> anyway, think, um,
0: people are wearing that jersey.
1: <laughs> people are wearing that. You're wearing that. You. Sure. I'm looking at yours. I'm looking at your Zoom video right now. and You have that jersey I'm
0: wearing on. a cow football jersey. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I will publish this, this picture of you, Patrick, expeditiously. Um, but anyway, anyway. I love going into uh, every uh, house in Pittsburgh, and I see the terrible towels that are just being used in the kitchen. <laughs> go ahead.
1: Let me know when you're done.
0: Oh, my God. I'm done. Unbelievable.
1: <laughs> okay. So, uh, anyway – If I'm a college recruit, I am walking around with a t-shirt that has all of my offers on at all times, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, All right, cool. So we agree on that. Anyway, number three on the list.
0: Um, I don't know how we got there from uh, Brett McMurphy. (laughs) Oh, I I went off topic to talk about the kid who had the Alabama offer. Um,
1: Okay. Well, number three, a guy who's actually good uh, or was certainly very good for a long time. You mentioned the Clemson
0: of our list. I I think one of two good writers in the entire list here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Unfortunately, uh, he is not allowed to publish any content. essentially locked up in a cell, but paid $10 million a year. Yeah. Uh, Let's go. Let's hear it for Bill Connolly. Number three. Yeah. Um, The one of the few smart college writers, a guy we like, a guy who's fun to read. And a guy who's not allowed to podcast anymore, a guy who uh, is only allowed to write like two articles a week and they're always the same thing, uh-huh. uh, who they are making write soccer content instead of like fun college football stuff. Um, man, what a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer.
0: Yeah, free my man, Bill. This is, I think, the the Cincinnati here of our rankings where it's like he I- institutional issues are going to hold him back from a national title or, or national title contention. It is not his own fault. Um, ESPN has decided that it should just... Simply purchase his contract and then hide him away from everyone else. Yeah, so what's no the? Po- I don't understand content. what the point of this. <laughs> what like, I'm, are we I'm glad doing? he got a bag. I'm glad he got a bag. of Yeah, course absolutely. Yeah, but
1: man, I'd like to read free, him. I'd yeah, like to free see more man. of his work.
0: Like I, don't, I don't even yeah. really care about putting it behind the paywall. It's just like uh, give him a podcast. Give him something. Why? Is yeah. The, what's the point, right? Why? Like, why are the? Why are the? You know? Why are the rankings like the 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 stuff? The the more intricate stats now not even available like at all you can't see those anywhere it's just like offense defense special teams rankings why don't why won't they let him put out you know our our, our beloved havoc rates why won't I, I just want to see the good stuff. And I, I, yeah, I know he's got it. I know he's still doing it, and he just has to do it for his own sake. It's give me sad. a little hit, man. Just give me, yeah. give me
1: a fucking hit. Come on, I feel about that smack.
0: I just give, give Bill. We are, we are firmly in, in, in support here of giving Bill a podcast to compete with our own. I want, I want to bring Bill into the, into the podcasting <laughs> fold here. Listen, ESPN, Patrick. free my man. Pa- no, sorry, not Patrick. Bill, come replace Patrick on the podcast. Bill, Bill, don't Ryan, don't listen to this. Bill, come replace Ryan on the podcast. <laughs>
1: No, listen, we'll give you a big smooch. We we won't pay you anything. No. Uh, there's no money in this until the, a mythical Patreon you, starts up next You might year. actually have to pay us,
0: unfortunately.
1: <laughs> but think about how fun it would be to be back in the trenches. back start. you know, guys are always talking about how, fun, how much they want to start from square one again and yeah. kind of work their way back up. Uh, you have the chance to be like that character in Skyrim who gets amnesia and has to start from the bottom and, uh, you know, relearn a skill set. That's you, dude. You could be. You could be that. Is that what happens in Skyrim? Uh, you know, the opening of the fucking game is the guy gets arrested, and has amnesia, and you don't know his background. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Right, but I, I mean, I don't think he was actually a legendary warrior or something. No.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, I'm not uh... really getting into Skyrim lore with you here. If you're yeah. not, if you're a casual, has to ask how Skyrim starts. Not really.
0: Into <laughs> I'm aware of how it starts. I just didn't know if he had amnesia or if he was just asleep. I don't. I don't know. I n- <laughs> never really thought about it beyond that. Kind of just assumed that he was sleeping in the back of that. uh, that I think he has amnesia. I'm sure
1: we'll have, I'm sure like our most annoying fan will somehow reply to this with a a deep breakdown of the war. Just a guy we hate, but we have to like his tweets Uh because he listens to the podcast every time. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and if
0: you think that this is who, if, if you think we're talking about you, please call in and let us know. Um, yeah, it's, no, it's probably not you. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's probably, probably not you. It's don't probably not it. you. It could be anybody. No, I don't. I don't hate any. I, I don't speak for Ryan. I don't hate any of the listeners except for um, every member of the Bucket Problem, who we are we are issuing, issuing a fatwa against until further notice.
1: Did you Did you see the lady who replied to me the other day that said uh, who, who quoted my tweet about? Uh, Joe Burrow and <laughs> said you had to look up what a fatwa was and that's why like you thought it was a bad tweet. Uh, <laughs> did you see this?
0: I, I, I vaguely, I saw your tweet and I, I agreed with it from, the di- from a distance, but um, no, that's cool. I like that. I yeah, think, that's awesome. I think that we need to normalize getting mad at and complaining about tweets or really anything that we see that we don't immediately understand is just based on our previous experience just, and knowledge.
1: Just literally a dog's brain. Yeah. Like looking in the mirror and not understanding
0: why it's doing the same thing you're doing just being yeah. pissed off and barking at it. Yeah. Um, really cool stuff. <laughs> anyway, Bill Connolly, number three. Um, number two it's, uh, I I would say, hated enemy of the show, man who has long had me blocked on Twitter, which is very inconvenient <laughs> because he breaks everything in, in, of uh, every single like little piece of news that people will send me and things like that, right? Pete Thamel of, um, is it ESPN now? Yeah. Oh, God. They're going to give him a podcast with Bill Connolly, and then I'm going to have to listen to Pete Thamel. Oh, that will suck. Oh. The way that actually happens, right? Oh. They can't do that to Don't us. Don't do that. No. That's totally what they're going to do shit I don't like this guy man this guy fucking sucks well anyway he breaks every single piece of news except for like the really big ones um and so he's number 2 on the list because <laughs> it's, it's got the intangibles folks it's like uh this is uh this is the Georgia of of college football media where you don't have to like it but you know it's going to finish number 2 even though it sucks
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a guy who's basically worse at everything than number one. Yeah. Uh, a guy who's more annoying, a guy who uh, doesn't really, you know, he just is the most blatant, like, suck up in the world, yep. which is annoying. Yeah. Um, but, You got to hand it to him. He does
0: get paid a lot of money and people do seem to follow his tweets. So shout out to him on that front. Except for me, who I I have been shadow banned. Um, Who has been blocked. That's right.
1: What did you get blocked for? (laughs) I
0: don't remember. I think I like called him a big nerd or something, which I was right about. I was (laughs) correct in calling him a big nerd. He is. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a huge fucking nerd. He's a huge nerd. He's also about Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci sized. So maybe Bud Elliott. Uh, we we've got a we've got a lead for you here. Um, number one, I think with a bullet, no question about it. This is the this is the dynasty. This is the champion. This is the undisputed king. It's Bruce Feldman. He's the
1: guy who fucking
0: shows up. Yeah. Goes
1: to work. He has that dog in him. undisputed. I have
0: I have nothing negative to say about Bruce Feldman. He rocks. I think Bruce Feldman is very cool. I I just I, oh, I like yeah. him. I I think he's funny. He's showing up. He's getting his shit in. uh,
1: You know, he's constantly asking, how can I be better? What can I do to lead the team? Yeah. Uh, He even uh, hosts a podcast that he lets do Mandela on every week. Like, it's, uh, I mean, just a guy who's really about it, and we'll get after it every single time. Um, Huge shout out to Bruce Feldman.
0: A guy who, most importantly, the thing people don't remember about him, he does not give a fuck about the SAG run rankings. No, he does not give a fuck about the SAG run rate rankings. And, <laughs> and frankly, if he doesn't, neither should you. Um, right. Yeah, so that's our that's our list. I would expect that Bruce Feldman is going to repeat as champion for uh, what seems like maybe the 16th or 17th year in a row, but we are looking forward to watching the competition between these guys. When is the last time someone was better than Bruce Feldman? Um... Man, I really don't know. I mean, Connolly in the in the in the uh the the SB Nation days was pretty good, but I don't know if he had the cachet. Introduce. I don't know if he had the yeah. cachet to pull it in. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't it's it's been quite some time. Yeah, I I um man, it's tough. Well, I really I, can't think of anybody. Else. I I think that uh, I don't know if anybody at Grantland was producing enough to top him, but Grantland had some really good college football writing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of by amalgamation, right? Like no sure. individual. It was kind yeah. of like the uh, mm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a team example here, but maybe like the the like early Warriors teams before Steph Curry went supernova. Okay, where it was just like man, they have like seven players who are really fucking good and all like can provide valuable minutes. Yeah,
0: um, kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, man. We, it's uh, it's too bad that no one produces good college football content anymore except for us. We're the only ones who do it, and also Bruce that's Hellman. right. Um. So that's uh, who also the, is joining the podcast. By the way, we're getting yeah.
1: Bruce Feldman and Bill Connolly, and we're just not going to be in the podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to take do care it.
0: of it. We're going <laughs> to just. But still, we still.
1: But we yeah. each still have an ownership share. So yeah, we, get, exactly. we get the money that Bruce yeah, Feldman we, and Bill Connolly. We Connelly each
0: bring share fifty percent of the ownership, and they get none. But they are they're And that's called mindset. CEO mindset. <laughs> that's maybe. called CEO mindset. Yeah. We're we're uh, we're going back. Speaking of SB Nation, we're stealing the SB Nation model of uh, having two national guys who don't do anything, and then a whole bunch of unpaid team writers who act. Actually produce yeah. all the
1: content what's what's that said for stupid bitch nation
0: <laughs> yeah probably um top transfers here we're gonna talk transfers okay. we're gonna talk come on roundup. i couldn't even get a, get a laugh there couldn't no get a laugh. no goodness no um we're gonna talk transfers here we're gonna roll through some of the i think big name players some of the the teams that are most and least impacted by this and uh sort of just the the storylines coming out of this as we go into 2022 this is still obviously a moving thing and won't continue to be a moving thing until august i guess because there's no time that this ever stops it just keeps going which um i think we're gonna actually talk about this in a couple of weeks probably should do something about that right the sport should how these guys can just do this whenever like all the way through the off season and also in the season seems like maybe not a great way to do it but um i don't know who cares what's the, i mean like as long as I, I think maybe you should have a cutoff of like
1: June or something but I yeah. mean I don't know that seems fine enough
0: I, like I, I just like a transfer window like what they do in soccer I think would be good I don't yeah. I don't really know if somebody needs to be entering the portal in October just stop playing like just don't <laughs> just don't play for your right. team but right. I, I don't I th- think, I think you it's... need to I don't think you need to commit to a new school in November that seems a little bit seems a little yeah, bit yeah I mean
1: it should be like basically from the first day of spring or like from a week before the first day of spring ball to like a week after the last day of spring ball should be sure. the window
0: Sure, or, or yeah, yeah, like uh, even just like you know maybe there's an early transfer portal window and then a late transfer portal window, like one, you know, after the early signing period, but before you know the 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 actual signing day, or and then there's one after spring ball, you know, and then they're both like yeah. a week long, and you can take visits, you can do whatever you want, um, but then you've you've got to be done after that, and you you have to pick your new school or go back to the one you were at, and it's it's not. It, partially just because, like, as somebody who's writing previews all offseason, man, it's it's fucking impossible to figure out who's on any of these teams. It's impossible. <laughs> There's no way to right. track who who is playing for what teams or where guys are going. Um, we do know here uh, to start at, at at I'd say probably the most important position and the one that is most impacted by transfer portal stuff. Um, we do know where most of the top quarterbacks are headed. And today, as we alluded to earlier. Uh we learned I'd say two pretty critical pieces of information about Caleb Williams. One, he's going to USC. Uh he's he's reuniting, Boring, with, don't care. Get to the next one. Yeah, he's he's reuniting with Lincoln Riley. Who cares? <laughs> two, Caleb Williams has a foot fetish from what I have seen. Ryan, right. have you are you are you are you up on this? I'm up on this, of course. Um I mean Caleb's DMs to me a few years ago really kind of gave me
1: some insight on this. Uh <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um but um uh, <laughs> yeah, Caleb Williams, you guys didn't see this, some uh yeah oklahoma sorority girls were in his comments on instagram yep. uh talking about uh how he had he's i think the comment was wow okay i are taking your foot fetish to usc mm-hmm. and then uh nine other uh, sorority girls replied with like oh my god at girl's name but like oh you did it just yep. you know several comments like that sure um you know, basically they were "Let's go, Brandon!" A'd, that comment is uh, <laughs> the way I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> how does this uh, let's Let's go, Becca!
0: If you yeah, know, or something like yeah. But, how does this change your evaluation of Caleb Williams as a quarterback? Does this Does this increase? Is it confidence? Are you impressed with his confidence to share this sort of thing as a freshman? Or where, where do you stand um, with this? I think it's frankly bad opsec, right? Okay. Like you have to,
1: if you're if you're a guy of Caleb Williams' stature, number one player in the country, you're, you live in a major city. You're not from like you know. Uh, place like Athens, Ohio, or uh, you know, similar small towns, mm-hmm. uh, you can't be letting this kind of stuff get out. Like you've you've been a football celebrity for like the last four years now. Like you you've got to have yeah. a little better OPSEC than this. Uh, you have to be doing the Derek Jeter have women sign NDAs thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to approach life rationally. I mean, uh, and it's yeah, like- but you know, good for him. I guess let his freak flag fly. Besides
0: that. I, I, get, I mean, if you're going to, he's going to LA, he might as well get a PR person and spin this as a, you know, he's selling the, uh, the sole shoes that have the toes, you know, he's, he's doing, uh, he's doing that. Like he turned this into an NIL deal where he becomes the foot guy. That's the foot quarterback. He really just, he sure. just really <laughs> likes feet. Um, Speaking of quarterback who likes uh feet, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. I think Quinn Ewers probably likes feet and he's headed to Texas. Um mm-hmm. okay. Uh I, I guess uh You could have gone with uh, another
1: guy who was a quarterback in the country, It was also a, a foul transition. What's <laughs> you that
0: confused? He also is the number one quarterback in the country. We could we could have used that one. Just, yeah, but just thought. I, I would assume that he also likes feet, just from, from what I know about him. Um, this is, I mean, seemingly pretty important, right? He's very good I, from, from everything that I've gathered. I think that people who are sort of writing off Quinn Ewers as, oh, we haven't seen him in college, are coping uh, miserably. I think that they're doing actually a very bad job of coping. Um, right. He's very good, and I, I think that he will – do well in texas's offense i don't know how good texas is actually going to be but this is certainly i think probably i would say more impactful than any of the other quarterback transfers i think he's better than caleb williams uh kind of by a lot yeah i
1: mean i don't think caleb williams is that good really. like yeah. caleb williams is
0: like a quarterback from 10 years ago Yeah, uh, like I, who... think, I think caleb williams is fine and, and could be somewhere between good and very good but i think that that's like jalen hurts and we Already saw that with. Like, yeah, he's
1: exactly what I was going to say, right? Yeah. Like, but, I mean, I don't think he's as good
0: as Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has become an NFL playoff starter, uh huh, um, uh-huh. like, and he was definitely responsible for
1: that. Well, no, I'm not saying <laughs> that, but I mean, it, it's something to be on a team like, even if you're a quarterback who's just not bad enough to lose your team playoff positioning, sure. that's hard to do. Like, there are not many guys who are in that. Like, there are maybe you know a dozen to fifteen guys in the world who are that good. Sure. Um. So, yeah, could Caleb Williams do that? I don't know. Maybe. Um. I don't really see it. I mean, he's. Yeah, somewhere. I mean, maybe like a little worse than
0: Ryan Tannehill or Jalen Hurts, but somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah, I, um, I think he's. I think he's fine. I think he'll be fine for what USC needs. Whereas, I think Quinn is probably yeah. going to be a, a superstar at Texas. I think he's going to be.
1: I, I think Quinn is really good. Yeah. I do. I mean, it is. You just have to worry about like Steve Sarkeesian developing there. Yeah, and like them having the infrastructure to make I feel like. He does seem like a bit of an asshole, right? Quinn Ewers, like he definitely seems sure. like he's kind of a diva. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, does Texas and do Sark? Does Sark have kind of the infrastructure to handle that, and kind of in a way that's going to make him grow and be healthy? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I do think his talent's otherworldly. He may just figure it out, regardless. Like you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes figured out regardless, despite having Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Yeah. Um, some guys just figure it out. Um, Quinn might be that. We will see. Um, the fact that everyone else in the program immediately transferred uh, is pretty good. I think that's cool. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah, I and mean, he's a freak. I think he's almost certainly better than Kyle McCord and uh, Jack Miller. Uh-huh. Um, I'd certainly say guys, so, yeah. I would certainly <laughs> say that. Yeah, I mean, Jack Miller's not going to question. Like, I don't know. I don't want to get into my rant about the quarterback manager at the highest state again this no. season. But no. <laughs> uh, Quinn Ewers,
0: uh, he's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah, I, I think that him and uh, Xavier Wardley is still there, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah, think so. I, I think but that, I'm also looking by the.
0: Way, go ahead. I think that him, Xavier Worthy, and Bijan Robinson is very good. I'm just troubled by everything else on Texas's roster.
1: It will be funny whenever he loses in a sugar bowl to Kate Klubnick, who absolutely just fucking hates Quinn Ewer's <laughs> Jets <Uren's best> fairly. <laughs> and it's just.
0: Just keeps eating his lunch. He will not stop yeah. eating his lunch.
1: <laughs> Dude, Kate Klubnick, talk about a guy who has that dog in oh, him. Oh, yeah. Kate, <laughs> that's a dog. That <laughs> is a guy who is a
0: winner. Yeah. And, uh, I can't wait to see what's school he transfers to. Cade Klovnik is the hate and ass quarterback of the year. I love him. I, yeah, <laughs> oh I, big I, time. I, he might be
1: Steve Spurrier, dude.
0: Yeah. We God, we love him. Um Jackson Dart up next, headed to Ole Miss from USC. Um I kind of have a sense that he is a little bit of a Mickey Mouse quarterback and he's going to a Mickey Mouse offense. Ooh. So good good for him, I guess. It's a good fit. You think he's Spencer Rattler? I don't know that he's – I think he's better than Spencer Rattler. I think he's more JT You think Daniels. he's JT Daniels? Yeah, I think he's JT Daniels okay. or, or Keaton Slovis, where it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you put up big numbers in an air raid offense. I don't really know if that's good anymore. It's sort of just the expectation, I would say. I do think we have – we cannot discount the fact here that,
1: um, as you and I discussed in the podcast and as it you know, relates to your personal theology – um, we do know that Mormonism is the one true religion of this earth. Yeah. Uh, and that you have to question if if Jackson Dart is God's chosen quarterback uh, to lead them to the promised land. We know Zach Wilson was a false prophet.
0: Um, can Jackson Dart take it the rest of the way? We're going to find out soon. Yeah, but you also have to wonder how he will handle having the pressure of an entire people on his back. He, you know, he, he right. knows. I mean, Steve he, Young handled it well. Steve Young yeah, handled it. Steve Young handled it well. But you have to, you know, he's the new... He's the new number one. He's the top Mormon in the country. And he's the new Joseph Smith. He's yeah, the, and he's Tom
1: Cruise of <laughs> of of, uh, of Mormonism.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a difficult that's a difficult thing to handle. Um, and I, I here's the other question: Will you see people in the state of Mississippi become Mormon because of Jackson? Absolutely. I think we've already seen Lane Kiffen become Mormon. I mean, he you know he wow. converted. He converted as part of the recruiting trip to really sell to Jackson Dart. See, we're invested in you as not just as a quarterback, but also as a prophet who we will believe in.
1: And and he's showing the nineteen year old girls on Almis's campus his like holy underwear or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh huh
0: and he's telling them his name is like Joey Holywater instead yeah. of Joey Freshwater. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lane, Lane Kiffin explaining a play call after a game winning yeah you know, a game winning touchdown. He they call it the soak they they're the, it's you know the the okay. jump and hump, right? And okay. you know, this is the uh we, we call that the jump and hump because we have a uh it's a, uh, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a screen and then there's a, there's a, a wheel outside of the screen. And so we're, we're lulling them in with the, with the lack of motion, but then there's a lot of motion down the field. And, and like the ESPN broadcaster who's talking to him, his eyes are just glazing it over and he's like, yeah, Lane, that's brilliant. That's great stuff. Yeah. Lane, Lane is it's like the, like something like the BYU honor code for Ole Miss,
1: but it's uh-huh. just like Biggie's 10 crack commandments instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that'd be good. Okay, so Spencer Rattler to South Carolina. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean he's following his college coach, his OC or whatever that he likes, but it's not that good. I I will say Uh, also, um,
0: real quick, Shane Beamer was not the OC; he was the special teams coordinator. I think Hmm. that that's important to note.
1: I think it's funny to imagine like Kyle McCord um, following Parker Fleming to Texas State or something whenever he leaves. Yeah, following Uh, Parker
0: Fleming to the P five head coaching job that he got for some reason. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, so giving these jobs away to anybody, huh? Spencer Rattler sucks. Yeah, he's not very good. I think that that's the big issue with Spencer Rattler is that it's not like the Oklahoma offense didn't suit him well. It's that he doesn't know how to read a defense, and when he does, he throws the ball way too hard. Like that's I, Right. I I also just again we talked about the podcast,
1: but just a fucking asshole too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like a miserable guy <laughs> to be around from from all indications. Just not a fun guy to be on the team with. Bad guy. Just a bad guy. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work. I think this is the first one on the list where it's really like, man, I, I, I get why they did that, but also I think this kid just sucks. I don't think he's very good. Like I think Jackson Dart will put up numbers at Ole Miss, even if he is a, a Mickey Mouse quarterback. But like Spencer Rattler is not a Mickey Mouse quarterback. He just sucks. He's just not very good.
1: Would you like to do a quick run through of other guys who suck? We can just get out of the way real quick as I highlight them here. Yeah, uh, sure. uh, Sure. On our on our thing, I have a couple Uh,
0: that I want to mention as well. Um, Max Johnson to Texas A and M. That kid sucks. Not good, and he's going to an offense that sucks. Not good. So it's it's not. I'm not concerned about Max Johnson to Texas A and M. You've got here Connor Connor to Indiana. Yeah, uh, all RPO offense, and he's going to the all screens offense. It's going to be, I think. Wildly unentertaining and and really not at all compelling football. Um, John Reese Plumlee to UCF can't throw the ball. He is only a runner. I don't think I would even use him as a quarterback. Probably would just put him at receiver. Um, he tried that. He left. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would just do it again. I, just, he's, he's going, he's a kick returner now. Um, uh, Bo Nix to Oregon. Um, yeah, I I, 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 unless you have anything to add on this, I think that we kind of No, he what, sucks. What, yeah, what Bo Nix is. Yeah. Uh, Zach Calzada to Auburn. Yeah. Obviously wasn't good at Texas A&M. Will not be good at Auburn. Um, Auburn, Auburn lost Bo Nix
1: and got worse at quarterback. Do you know how hard that is to do?
0: <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> um, you got to respect that. Um, in a, in a year where there were there are twenty
1: quarterbacks, I think it's already maybe twenty or eighteen, something like that. Uh, twenty quarterbacks who were transferring to start day one at a P five school. Yeah, uh, Auburn might have got like the worst one on the list. <sighs> Man, Mickey, that... it's
0: a Mickey Mouse bullshit program. Yeah, Zach Callum, he was the worst quarterback at Texas fucking A and M. You got One the, of the worst quarterback schools in the Jesus history of the Christ. world. You got the number two quarterback <laughs> from Jimbo Fisher, bro. What are you doing? Come on. Get a fucking life. Good night. Yeah, that sucks. Um, Jaden DeLore. Also, that, why
1: – hold on, really quick. Just to get back to Max Johnson. Yeah.
0: Why is – is he really going to beat out Haynes King? I don't know. Like, both of them are bad. Yeah, they both stink. But they're, they're, they're the same guy but like i i don't really understand i guess max johnson was just tired of being sacked so he's like yeah i'm going to go behind the huge offensive line and i'm just going to not have any route combinations I, this this right. is
1: right and and i don't know like is connor why are you just going to be both of them you're like what a shitty quarterback from a full yeah. of guys who suck and definitely won't get developed also
0: yeah um also on the list here i actually kind of disagree with this one jaden delora i think he's Mm-hmm. okay he's headed to arizona okay he's not he's not you're good. betting
1: you're you're betting that jed fish will get a good no quarterback.
0: no i'm not betting that jed fish will do that's that. what but you i, just I said. think jaden delora is okay as a quarterback i don't i think he will get worse under jed fish but i think he's okay um <laughs> jack miller to florida absolutely jack miller is, is just a guy who sucks not not an the, fbs quarterback <laughs> like, I don't know it, it is about. a
1: thing it like I, I generally feel very confident about our billy napier support yeah. but there are just a couple things he does every year that just make you go like yeah is this guy a fucking idiot like wh- like what's his problem mm-hmm. um this is like <laughs> getting yeah. jack miller as a starter is one jack of them miller like the one way of he got his ass
0: beat by texas yeah as like one of the first things that he did was he went and got jack miller like very early in the portal when there we're still a bunch of actual quarterbacks on the board. Like this guy has he he hasn't had a healthy season since like 2017, and he sucked then too. What is the point? Right. What is the value in this? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't really get it. Yeah. Also on the list, Jack Plummer to Cal. Is that who's Jack Plummer? Is that the Purdue guy? The guy from Purdue. Yeah. Okay. And then J T Daniels too. Just, we don't. Just kind of
1: funny that the Cal. Remains the school and all of the country most allergic to offense. Yeah. These guys fucking hate, hate scoring it. points. No thank you. I'm good. <laughs>
0: cool. I'm out. I'm yeah, out. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. And then uh JT Daniels, who has not yet picked a school, um, if he uh I, I guess gives it some real thought and, and some introspection, he just won't pick one. He'll just stop playing. And that would be best for I think his health and for, <laughs> for the health of everybody who watches him play football. Um, just don't do it anymore. You're allowed. You can just stop playing. Um, if you were listening to this podcast, Mark Givler just released JT Daniels from your lineup
1: <laughs> in fantasy. Come on, stop holding out hope. There is no need to have this guy. What are you? Don't
0: don't 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 pretend. Who are we trying to fool here, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, back to the list of quarterbacks who might not be bad. Um, Dylan Gabriel to Oklahoma originally was committed to UCLA until UCLA brought back Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, this Very one I, I think move. has kind of flown under the radar a little bit. He's good. He's like really good. He was really good under uh, under Josh Heupel, and they're going to be running the same offense with uh, with Jeff Levy. I think this is a really good move from both parties. I think this makes a lot of sense for him.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about his health. Sure. Um, I'd sure. like to see him be, be able to be help. like Jeff Levy has not done a good job not getting his quarterbacks hit. Yeah, um, gotta work on that. Gotta gotta work on that. Uh, Oklahoma losing. So didn't Bill Biedenbaugh retire as well, or go with? Oh, uh, he retired. He retired. Yeah, he
0: retired. Yeah, I don't know who the so that's the uh, offensive line coach is, but that's trouble. Gonna
1: make that tough. Yeah. Speaking of new offensive line coaches, did you see the Eric Wolford story today? Uh, no. Say again. Yeah, uh, Eric Wolford is Kentucky's offensive line oh, coach. Yes, he, when yes. he was, and he left for Alabama. Uh, he was on a recruiting trip for Kentucky and started recruiting the kids to Alabama <laughs> as he got to the house, uh, and also did not call any of his current players at Kentucky, telling he was leaving. Just absolutely dipped, Damn. Um, and I'm looking forward to Keontae Goodwin transferring to Alabama in any minute now. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's uh, that one. And also, um, Desan McCullough's dad leaving Indiana to go to Notre Dame. Oh, so
1: funny! <laughs> and especially, it's good too because, like,
0: you know, two of those kids are not going to be taking Notre Dame. Yeah. there is no way. Like, so, well, he's and, just stranding two of the boys. Yeah, in and, Indiana. and Desan already announced that he's staying at Indiana, so he's just he's just trapped the Did McCulloughs he? at Indiana.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's going to stay for a year, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he's staying long-term. No way that kid's hanging around just to beat Indiana. He's not that tough.
0: Yeah, probably. Unless Chris Creighton can really convince him next year when he's the head coach. But, um, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <Of> I, basketball? <laughs> no, Chris Creighton from from, uh, from Eastern Michigan. <laughs> oh, he's gonna, oh, okay, he's going to be the Hoosiers head coach. Okay. Yeah, um yeah, there you go. You got there. Okay. Uh, wait, who yeah, Chris, Indiana, wait, who do you think is Indiana's basketball coach?
1: It's uh, <laughs> it's what's the N- the NBA guy Woodson, right? Uh huh. Yeah, it's Mike. Uh, it's Mike Woodson. You got there. Who sucks? Who who sucks? Right? Uh, but I,
0: I I don't know. I thought, I thought Chris Crane was Chris Crane's a basketball coach That is not a football coach. It's a basketball coach name, but he is unfortunately uh, for for your sake a football coach. He's a good football coach. I had the wrong sport. Um. All right. Next up here, Keaton Slovis to Pitt. I, I already kind of mentioned him as a guy that I don't really like. I've been on the record as saying I don't really like him. But you're you're a bit of a Keaton Slovis guy, and it's not related to the fact that you like Mark, refuse to release him from your fantasy.
1: <laughs> Everyone in college football is allowed to pick one USC quarterback. They will claim that their dying fucking breath right. is actually good. Uh huh. Um, Keaton Slovis is my guy. Yeah. Um, I, do I think he's that good? No. Do I know <laughs> that he has Jordan Addison who just wins every? 50-50 ball, and he is a guy who only likes to chuck it deep on 50-50 balls. Yeah, yes, I do know that, and yeah. I do think he will throw. I, I think Jordan Addison will get like 1900 receiving yards a season or something and break Larry Fitzgerald's record. Um, because no one else on Pitt can catch the football, yeah. So, My- uh, you know, uh, Pitts seems like they're gonna have a good O line next year. I think they have like four or five starters back uh they've
0: Jordan addison back the rest of it who gives a shit that'll, yeah. that'll be fun doesn't matter um my usc guy for reference is matt barkley i still believe in matt barkley i think he's, I think okay. he's gonna get it done um cameron word ward to uh washington state Cameron Ward. yeah cameron Ward. no uh, i was i was combining i was jumping ahead because he's from incarnate word uh as is his offensive coordinator his new offensive coordinator at washington state under is it Jake Dickert the interim who took over there? That's right. Um, That's right. This kid's really good. I, I really like this guy. He's also I believe if memory serves he's huge, right? He's he's like a very very large quarterback, um, and he put up huge numbers last year. I'm uh, I'm excited about this guy. I think he's going to be really good.
1: Turn it up. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. We also have uh, we have Casey Thompson to Nebraska. Uh, I don't know if he's good or not. I'm not really convinced of that. Yeah. Um, but. Who knows? I mean, I, <laughs> it seems interesting, right? Like, uh, I'm curious to see Nebraska without Adrian Martinez, and I'm curious to see Casey Thompson, uh, when he's actually allowed to play, like, get some snaps and sure. not be like, you know, play one of every three games, basically. Um, yeah i don't know interesting stuff i yeah. mean he has no receivers to throw to his mm-hmm. offense will be bad uh, and the defense will like somehow give up the most backbreaking play in the a game it's not being really good every single game well at least um,
0: he'll at least he won't have to run off to the sidelines to get his place his plays from the offensive coordinator on every play right he's not gonna have to do that <laughs> dude
1: I, I can't wait until quinn ewers gets multiple <laughs> fired in the offseason <laughs> or no i'm sorry he's uh wait the market going go to nebraska yeah he went to nebraska
0: Oh, okay. Well, that well does Quinn, Quinn could um, still get him fired, in, indirectly, I think I believe in Quinn. I think Quinn. Could
1: do. <laughs> All right, uh, we have Grant Wells leaving Marshall at Virginia
0: Tech. Yeah, Grant, uh, I'm Grant, intrigued. My I, my interest has peaked. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a little bit of background here because I I've done a decent amount of digging on this. Um, it appears that Grant Wells was cyber bullied away from Marshall. <laughs> No that, way. It appears that Marshall fans got were so mean to him online that he transferred to Virginia Tech um, because he admittedly was not very good this last season, kind of didn't take the step forward that people were expecting him to take. And uh, though he has said that he doesn't, that he didn't see the things that people were saying to him, uh, they were saying a lot of things to him, and he transferred immediately after the season. <laughs> it seems like maybe those two are connected in some way. Yeah. Yeah, uh, um, last one cool. here. Last one here. Adrian Martinez to Kansas State. Uh, I think we kind of know what he is, and that's he's fine. I, I think he's okay. I, I think for what Kansas State needs, he'll he'll be serviceable.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested in it. Um, Chris Klein with the quarterback. My again, my interest is peaked. Just a few things here that make me. Um, make me kind of open my eyes. Let's let's see what's going on here.
0: Yeah. All right. Running backs, Uh, Jameer Gibbs to Alabama, I I think is, is sort of the top of the list here as is what Zach Evans to Ole Miss, I think are are kind of the top two. Uh,
1: Real quick, Patrick, sorry to cut you off here. Yeah. Uh, The Jim Harbaugh uh, hire has been made. He is going to Minnesota.
0: Oh, well, huh. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hmm. Anything. (laughs) Uh,
1: here are some loser tweets I'm reading, just real okay. quick, from noted loser and, and bitch, uh, Spencer Hall, <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying that leaving Michigan after finally beating Ohio State is king shit. Don't let anyone tell you differently. Yeah. Um, hmm. No, I think losing to Ohio State for like 19 years in a row and then getting one win off. Well, nice to get the one win. Does not mean it was a successful tenure. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy won the big 10 once at michigan in what seven years uh that's a bad tenure if you only win the big 10 title once at michigan you are not doing a good job um but uh yeah good for jim harbaugh uh michigan is going to hire matt campbell or like josh gaddis very very funny shit. um Man. it will go badly please. the cope i will say i'll go pissed off they hire dave aranda they aren't that smart they're going to hire gaddis or campbell and uh the cope will be very fun to see
2: yeah
0: please Please God don't hire Matt Campbell. Please don't do it. I'm I'm Come be- on, they have to do it. <laughs> please don't hire Matt Campbell. There are so many other coaches you could hire. Like I'd be fine with Gaddis if the other option is fucking Matt Campbell. <laughs> please don't hire Matt Campbell. And please, please it's don't gonna happen. Please don't be in our mentions saying like I like I and I, I used to be the, 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 the you know NPC who would say, Oh well look at what happens at Iowa State before Matt Campbell shows up. Yeah, great. He wins yeah, seven shut games. Up. He wins seven yeah. games. He can't he can't win any big games. What do you? What's he, is he gonna win seven games at Michigan? Is that great? Is that good for you? Wow, they try really hard. No, that's cool. sucks. Yeah, get him out of here. No, no Matt Campbell <laughs> anti Matt Campbell hive. Hire uh hire Dave Aranda or I guess Josh Gaddis because it doesn't seem like anybody else is even kind of available. Um, we'll have to get the bucket problem boys on the uh, on the show here. Maybe next week talk about that.
1: Talk yeah, we're gonna that, finally hold them accountable. Opening. Yeah, we're gonna
0: hold Dan accountable. We're gonna hold Connor accountable. I'm gonna give Ace a big kiss on the lips for 30 minutes as the only good boy on the show. Um, and uh, we we do look forward to that. Anyway, running backs: uh, Jameer Gibbs to Alabama, Zach Evans to Ole Miss. I think are kind of the top two above all of the other ones. Travis Dye to USC, uh, Tyon Evans to Louisville, sort of in the next little, the next tier below that. Um, Jameer Gibbs at Alabama is very. Good, I think, for, for Alabama's sake. For the rest of us, it's bad, but uh, he's good. He's really good. And Alabama, I think, is going to immediately go back to having a really good rushing attack, which it did not have this last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they did lose, I think, Kamar Wheaton to transfer immediately. Uh, there are a few other guys who, in that room. I, I mean, yeah, the Alabama room is just like, even if the running backs don't get developed that well, which happens like once every four or five years, it seems like they'll just have those committee years. Yeah. Um, they do bring in a guy immediately who's a freak yeah um so uh, we love it um it's cool i think it's great the alabama just always gets the best player in every position mm-hmm. and i actually like that about the sport um, yeah so it's, it's gonna be really fun it's good uh yeah i do again have jameer gibbs in and uh our uh developmental fantasy league so huge w for me personally that's right um uh, let's see we got zach evans to ole miss
0: um, the, I think that hmm. really the big question here is will Zach Evans also convert and join to join his, his new quarterback in the backfield. And if he does, does that make him the best, the best running back in America? Because it does seem like the largest issue for Zach Evans is that he's a crazy person. And if they could maybe tone that down, he would be very good. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's super fucking talented. Just yeah.
1: again, another guy who like Spencer Rattler is just a huge asshole. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Good for Zach Evans. Good for Ole Miss. Ole Miss uh, is going to have the same season for the next five years. They're just going to go 10-2 and two every year and uh, not have enough defense to win games. Yeah. Uh, or, alternatively, once their defense is good, they're all to fall apart. They just kind of are who
0: they are. They're cool. Yeah, Got to respect Lane for that. He Nobody has ever wanted to leave a school more than Lane Kiffin wants to leave Ole Miss. He hates it there. That man does yeah. not want to be at Ole Miss anymore. Uh, Travis died at USC. He's Fine. I think Travis Dye is about the the line of like good running back. I think below Travis Dye you're getting into you know replacement level at best. I don't think he adds a whole lot, but he's not bad by any means. It, adding him into that USC room seems fine to me because they don't really have another another great option that I see. And then um, Tyon Evans, I actually like a lot. I thought he was really fun to watch at Tennessee. He's super super fast i don't know how he's going to work in that louisville offense i also don't think that the louisville offense is going to be uh particularly important for this upcoming college football season just in the the national conversation but i am interested to see how he works in there and i I think you know I, i think he might end up being one of the better guys from this uh from this transfer class yeah for sure for sure uh, um, the other ones on the list here montreal yeah sorry go ahead these you can take no say so you can have these ones i think these guys are all kind of bad and i'm yeah montreal johnson <laughs> and imani bailey to florida and tcu respectively i mentioned because they are both i believe from louisiana uh jalen burger to michigan state they mm-hmm. are attempting to do the thing again where they just go out and get a running back and that's their that's their superstar the issue here is that jalen burger stinks and isn't any good and kenneth walker was very good um Noah Kane is heading to LSU speaking of guys who aren't very good uh and Dylan McDuffie who is not transferring he's staying at Buffalo I I mentioned him on I think the last show um he's good he might be one of the better running backs in the MAC this this upcoming season that's a big get for Mo Linguist to keep him around uh any thoughts on any of these guys no all right wide receivers Mario Williams to USC Jermaine Burton to Alabama Jaden Hasselwood to Arkansas, Taj Harris to Rutgers and Jacob Copeland to Maryland. I would also add Jacob Coing to uh, Arizona in here, but those are I think the big ones, the 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 main guys who I who I would think of if we're looking at this class. Not a ton of like hugely impactful guys. I think Hazelwood is going to be pretty good, really good at Arkansas. I'm curious about Williams at USC, but like I don't really love Jermaine Burton and I don't think that somebody going to Arizona is going to be terribly impactful again, on the national conversation, even if they are good within their own team.
1: Yeah. Um, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I, I think that, um, I don't know. I think that it's just like re- receiver is such a interposition for like the, for, for transfers. I think just like a, a guy who's a number two or number three at an underachieving offense, or maybe you don't have the quarterback player, the play calling like you need going to a place where he's going to be featured. It's just such a huge difference in kind of the target rate, you know, targets he can get and kind of what he can do and, um I'm, I'm curious for a few of these guys i'm especially curious for jayden hazelwood because i seem like arkansas has this uh whole receiver thing dialed in right now yeah um and is it kenny guyton who's the receiver coach there still you're absolutely or is it somebody else I, I
0: believe it is kenny guyton man that is uh he's a dog huh yeah how about him he's he's one of those uh, guys he is a grinder from what i have gathered he is just out on the trail all the time like 24 <laughs> 7
1: Let's go. I'm trying to pull up the uh, the Arkansas football coaching staff right now. Um which uh does not seem to be easily available on the internet for some reason. They're, I know they're holding I know on why. I
0: know they're holding on to Kendall Bryles, which was a, I think a major victory for them this offseason cuz he is one of the 30 offensive coordinators who said no to Miami. <laughs> uh
1: let's see. Uh wide receivers coach is Kenny Guyton. Yep. Kenny Guyton is still at Arkansas. Um it was his first season last year this will be his second season um also huge for him to get out of colorado state just as steve was blowing up to get to yeah. go coach uh, Traylon Perks. Yeah. <laughs> and now Jaden Hazelwood. Just a huge W for Kenny Guyton. RK.
0: Yeah. Big, big, big wins in the chat for Kenny Guyton. Uh, tight ends Jaleel Billingsley to Texas, Michael Trigg and JJ, is it Pegues Pegas to, uh, to Ole Miss from, from Auburn. None and of they, my business. Yeah. And then, <laughs> Austin Stogner to South Carolina. She's uh, slobbering on my Pegas. Yeah. She's <laughs> <I laughs> <wanted to say. laughs> going JJ on my <laughs> Pegas. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill, Billingsley <laughs> falls into the same territory as Zach Evans where he's very talented and also absolutely impossible to coach, it seems like. And, and I'm not sure that Steve Sarkeesian's is the guy to fix that. I guess they worked with each other before. Uh, Michael Trigg is a freak. I love watching that kid play. I think he's going to be a monster at Ole Miss. Austin Stogner I have no thoughts on. Um, and then, of course, CJJ and all my pegas. So that's that's those are my that's thoughts right. on the tight ends. <laughs> that's right uh um, offensive line i'm just going to say these guys and we're going to move on unless you have anything to say about them miles Frazier to lsu kingsley uh samatia Samatea to uh to byu uh, i have i have no interest in or thoughts about the offensive line transfers they're fine good for them
1: yep um i don't know miles Frazier is good i think uh nice move by him to be a redshirt freshman <laughs> transferring to go start at a p5 school sure. after one good year at uh, fiu uh, that's that's the sweet spot. That's what we call
0: the pocket. He's living in it, <laughs> and I'm happy for him. Yeah, defensive line, Jared Verse to Florida State. This one's a little bit interesting because he's the guy who was super productive at Albany, wasn't he? Who's that? Jared Verse. Oh, yeah, he was really good, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, good. Of course, it's Florida State, so, I mean, you know what's going to happen realistically Mm -hmm. he's he's going to have 13 sacks and and lose eight games like just eight eight absolutely ridiculous games to lose where every game is a one score game and he has four sacks per game but they still lose just doesn't make any sense that's that's the florida state defensive model is that they produce these just freakish defenders who put up ridiculous stats and then get drafted in in the third round because the defense was awful still despite the fact that they had you know 35 interceptions on the season
1: yeah yeah no I, I mean i couldn't agree more um
0: that. uh all, who else i mean fuck the rest of these guys just what a what a bum ass um, yeah the, the ones who, who stand out to me here landon jackson to arkansas from lsu former five-star recruit if i if i remember correctly um, yeah, Nesta Jade Silvera to Arizona State. He's bad. Yeah, he's it, bad. Seems, it seems like he's not very good, but he was a uh, he was a blue chip guy. Uh, Jackson Player I actually like quite a bit. Headed to Baylor from Tulsa. He is a big motherfucker. He is just a large man. Um, he was he was very good last year. I believe he is. Uh, no, he's not going with his former defensive coordinator. His former defensive coordinator is going to TCU. But uh, I think that Dave Aranda will know what to do with him. And then Lee Hunter to UCF is another one of those former blue-chip guys. UCF has a whole bunch of these guys who just weren't very good at the B5 level but are former four-stars. Uh, last one here that I, I want to mention, Cameron Butler, who is at Miami. Uh, he's still in the portal, but he has offers from Penn State and Ole Miss. He's good. He's very good. And I, I think that uh, I think somebody will benefit from landing him.
1: Yeah. Um trying to think who else we who else interested in here? I don't know. Is there any kind of other
0: player on this list you are you are even vaguely interested in? Uh Lonnie Phelps or uh I think it's let me let me make sure. Lonnie Phelps, who uh transferred also I wanna say from Miami. I think from Miami to Kansas. Uh he's good. He is also good on the defensive line. But I'm gonna talk about Kansas in a little bit, so I, I don't need to I don't need to go in depth on that. Cool. All right. Linebackers. Uh, Chip tray and I'm to Ohio State from Arizona State, which I don't know if I would say is a, a good play from Ohio State. It is funny. It's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: very funny that Ohio State was just like, hmm, OK, well, we had a, a running back who was pretty bad at running back, but might be good at linebacker. Yeah. And it was a guy, again, who I wouldn't even say is clearly good, but just like might be good as in mm-hmm. like he kind of got to the football on time most of yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, couldn't tackle at all. Doesn't really do much in coverage, but just like uh put, ran fast. They're like, oh, let's try that again. Let's sure. let's do that a second time and see if it works out. Uh <laughs> as they now have, I believe the number, if I remember correctly, is 12 scholarship linebackers at the moment for yep. uh two positions on the field. Yep. Um and they did accept back two super seniors who now will again count against the 85 scholarship cap. Um, and that's just good roster management, and that's just smart stuff that you definitely want to be
0: doing all the time, and definitely not a sign that you uh, are half-assed and don't know what you're doing. Yeah, Drew Sanders from Alabama to Arkansas, former five-star. <laughs> this guy's fucking right? huge. he's, yeah, he's so he's, big. I don't I, know if he's I, good, but he's I think big as hell. Much too big to be a linebacker, from what I from what I'm gathering. Right. he's like six six. He's huge. Yeah, he's 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 like six what, six six, two fifty? Uh let me get the let me get the official put your hand in the
1: dirt, son. Put your hand in the dirt.
0: Yeah, six five, two thirty two. I'm sorry, that's a defensive end. You're not a linebacker. You move on. Yeah. Keep it moving, bro. up. Yeah. What are we doing here? Who are we trying to fool? Um Yeah. Anyway, I, I think he'll be probably fine if they move him to defensive line i don't think he's going to be a good linebacker uh every maryland linebacker on the entire roster has transferred and I, my my uh my best wishes to all of them who have all made the correct decision independently they have all made the correct decision by leaving maryland mm-hmm. uh brandon jennings to kansas to kansas state terrence lewis lewis another one of these these uh former blue chip guys he's headed to ucf uh i think there was another one <laughs> whose whose name escapes me but they're all gone they're all out of here and uh we we congratulate all of them on leaving maryland that is something that truly we should all aspire to someday yeah yeah um i uh i agree shane <laughs> fuck shane, <him>. shane, shane <laughs> fuck lee them to kids. uh yeah fuck them uh shane lee to usc um my guy bad You're a bad guy oh well, I, I guess the reason i was interested in this one is uh
1: because USC seems to be taking a bunch of transfers who are not good at football, mm-hmm. uh, but did have high rankings like four years ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, good luck to him on that.
0: Yeah. Um, Mohammed uh, Diabate to Utah, another one of those kind of former blue chip guys. He was at Florida. He was fine. I think he's going to end up being really good at Utah because Utah has a tendency to do that with linebackers. I think Utah's going. <laughs> to But hasn't be... he just like not played for the last three years? He played a little bit. I, I think he. I think he, he got. A, I think he got a decent amount of playing time this past season. He wasn't great. but okay. I, I think Utah is very good at developing linebackers. I also think Utah is just going to be really good this year. But that's a that's a topic for another day. Um, Troy Brown, uh, Troy Brown to Ole Miss from uh, Central Michigan. He was. A monster at Central Michigan. I think he's going to be good in the SEC. Um, And then Jacoby Windman and Aaron Bruhl to Michigan State, continuing the trend of Michigan State just kind of continuing to do what they were doing, but it's a, it's sort of a copy of a copy, and it's only going to get worse from here. And uh, it's very good that they gave Mel Tucker $100 million to do this, to just sort of take the same class that he takes you know, every year, but it's worse increasingly because it's very hard to right. do this every year. Um, I, I like Jacoby Windman, but, brother, you're pulling in Aaron Bruhl in 2022? You think Aaron Bruhl's going to start for you? I, I, don't yeah. know. I don't know about all this.
1: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, right, okay, so we also have um, what we have defensive backs. All so we got left. Yep. Yep. Uh, we got Eli backs. Ricks. We got Eli Ricks
0: going to Alabama. Do we know if he's actually good? Yeah, he's good. When he stays on the field, he's good. It's just a. It's. A I think he's. Yeah. It, it's just. I don't know. Yeah. Does he do that that often? <laughs> I, I, I think that he will. I think he'll be better in a defense that doesn't suck completely and entirely, which is what LSU was, was dealing with. I think Eli Ricks is right. um Brandon Joseph to Notre Dame from Northwestern. Brandon Joseph kind of in an alternate situation where he was really good when the defense around him was good and then sucked completely last year when there was nobody else out there. I think he will probably return to being good. I don't know if he's like great. I don't know if he's actually all American quality, which I, I believe he was one of those a couple years ago. But uh I think a good get all the same for Notre Dame given his uh given his pedigree and what he has shown in the past as part of a good defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um like you said, it's kind of some growth to happen there and it kind of needs to get back in the rhythm, but has had some really good plays the past really good, you know, stretches in the past and uh yeah, and a guy that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um we just want to run through the list real quick yeah, oh sure. one name I want to point out because as you know this is Patrick's Ohio State podcast oh, and on. I have to comment on the team um is Tanner mcAllister to Ohio State not good not a good football player
0: <laughs> there was an interesting Jim Knowles about quote about him yesterday where he was saying like he's supposed he's sort of the the Knowles translator to the younger players which I think is if that's his role then then that seems fine to me. But um, yeah, I don't know if I would rely on him as a football player necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a tough one. And that, that
1: also that famously worked super well this past year with Roger Mitchell or like with Curtis Grant in 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always a role that definitely, you know, means something. It's not just a nice thing to say about an old player. Sure. Uh,
0: Ladarius Tennyson, Tennyson <laughs> to Ole Miss, uh, Jalen Kember to Florida. And then I have four guys here all to LSU, Greg Brooks, Jr. Jared Bernard, uh, Joe Faucia and uh, Makai Williams-Garner, who is from Louisiana. Uh seems like LSU maybe wants some cornerbacks from what I'm gathering. <laughs> seems like seems like LSU is maybe uh struggling with uh with a lack perhaps of good cornerbacks. A little little oh, troubling yeah. to see four straight cornerbacks all going to LSU in the transfer portal. Man, uh
1: it's uh it's just baffling and also how do you lose Corey Raymond too? like
0: how do you yeah. let Corey Raymond walk away if you are if you are Brian Kelly yeah just that's an un, unimaginably stupid decision challenging last one here Ryan Watts to Texas he's six foot four and that's the only thing that I think about Brian Watts. he is six foot four it will be interesting to see if he knows how to play football <laughs> That's right. I mean, the good part is no one else in Texas does. So he's not going to get, he's not going to be bullied for not knowing how to play football because none of them do. Um, all right. What, what in all of this stands out to you here as, uh, as, as significant?
1: I think Ole Miss and Arkansas got really good classes. Um, I think Texas and USC are just taking wild swings with their Michigan state. Just yeah. kind of trying to bring in anybody uh, into the program if they can. Yeah. Um. But
0: uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think Ole Miss and Arkansas definitely come away from this as as impressing me. I'm very curious about what some of the other SEC teams like L S U and like Florida are doing. Obviously Alabama's picking its spots and, and not really taking major risks, but there are sort of some mid tier teams in the league where it's I don't really know what the plan is as much as it is just sort of they're trying to accumulate talent and see maybe what they have within that as they move forward um the first year coaches in general make some some interesting decisions in the portal um the the thing that stands out really from this for me is and we talked about this a little bit i think last week some of these quarterbacks man just making weird decisions making very strange Mm -hmm. choices where And and coaches, you know, and and teams making strange decisions like Jack Miller to Florida. What is Florida doing there? What is the thinking? Um, You know, some of the other ones like Max Johnson to Texas A&M. I I think that somebody like Keaton Slovis going to Pitt. I guess you get to play with Jordan Addison, but it's not like Pitt's offense is you know, frequently proven itself capable before this past season. Um, oh no, certainly not. Like the opposite of that. Yeah, Auburn pulling in Zach Calzada, Bo Nix going to Oregon for for both parties. Um, John Reese Plumley continuing to try and play quarterback. It's it's just some kind of strange fits. I don't I don't really understand. It, it seems like there's not necessarily a great level of communication between these schools and these quarterbacks. And and I think some of these quarterbacks probably are just being flat out lied to about how they will be used at their new, their new schools.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it just, it's not sustainable, right? Like these guys flipping schools every year. I mean, I don't really care. It's totally, yeah, decision, but yeah, not my uh, it's just not like, At a certain point, you kind of got to develop your own guys and teach somebody something instead of trying to swing wildly in year one. Like, even if you look at the NFL, like, how often does a one year, I guess, I'm saying this now is Matt Stafford's going to the us, you know, going to the Super Bowl. but like how often does a first year quarterback at any way, like actually work out that,
0: that frequently, like you need yeah. time to know a guy and kind of figure out his strengths and, and, and kind of train up, especially at the college level. For sure. All right. Who's your under the radar guys for this, uh, for this group of, um, of transfers, maybe some guys that we didn't talk about guys that, that stand out to you as being potentially significant impact pieces as we move forward here.
1: Um, Some of the guys I really liked, uh, Taj Harris to Rutgers, I think just a guy who was very good uh, at his previous role, despite having a pretty shitty circumstance at Syracuse. And I don't know if they'll get better at Rutgers, given what we've seen from their quarterback play, but he will have a lot of targets. Uh, Miles Frazier to LSU, I think a guy who's very, very good. I am curious to see him in the SEC West. Obviously, he's a huge step up from FIU, and it's kind of hard to project that. We've seen how often small school guys can struggle at that level, but on the other hand, the ones who are the real deal can also just develop tremendously very quickly uh and Keaton Slovis to Pitt, who is not really under the radar player but uh I think maybe kind of got lost
0: in the shuffle a little bit with how many other quarterbacks transferred and mm-hmm. after him too yeah um so yeah that's that's my uh that's my list my picks here I'm, I'm staying on brand I'm going with the g5 guys uh Jay Ducker to Memphis from NIU uh NIU kind of fucking up the bag here he was he was I believe Mac freshman of the year he was very very good at running back and um said in interviews since that he just didn't feel like he was trusted by his coaches. Like he didn't he didn't really feel that with uh with Thomas Hammock, with the offensive line coach, with the running backs coach, with the offensive coordinator. That is a bad mm. loss. That is not really and I don't think that NIU is like going to be killed by losing this by losing this kid. I think that things are still going pretty well there. But uh he's right. a really talented player and I think that he is going to you know, really shine at a Memphis program that has done a very good job of producing running backs in in recent years. Uh, my other guy is Harrison Bailey, who is now at UNLV. He was really good at Tennessee, like the one year that he actually got to play when he was a freshman. He completed 71% of his passes, like I obviously small sample size, very small sample size, but I think he can play. I, I don't think he's a bad player, and UNLV really just needs a quarterback who can, you know, who can throw the ball down the field, and I think that Harrison Bailey can do that kind of betting on potential here with this, but also it's UNLV, and any steps in the right direction would be hugely positive based on where they've been. Yeah, no I mean absolutely 100%. All right. Um teams um we I, I think we've I think we've mostly covered it here from from you know the the big teams that have been that have been either hit or or you know gained from from the portal but uh I want to talk a little bit as well about under the radar teams teams that have impressed us within this cycle. And then also some losers. Cause folks, we love to talk about our losers. We spent the whole, first, we, love our losers. Yeah, we spent the whole first 30 minutes of the show, just talking about some losers. Um, and, uh, we, 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 we would be remiss if we did not mention <laughs> the losers, but first under the radar teams, um, I'll go first here. I've got, I've got two that I actually feel just bizarrely passionate about based on how, uh, you know, <laughs> based on their standing and everything like that. But, uh, first up Kansas, I mentioned a little bit earlier, but, um, Lance Leipold, I, I think everybody knows we love Lance Leipold here on this show. And this uh, transfer class, it's not huge, but it rocks. He has really picked his spots and I, I think landed some guys who make a lot of sense for what they're doing. Uh, Kai Thomas, who is the running back at Minnesota, he's, I believe, a Kansas native, is is coming home. Lonnie Phelps, who I mentioned from Miami, was the one of the sack leaders last year, had like 18 tackles for loss on a team that generated a ton of havoc um that's right no i don't want to say the kid's name wrong nolan Gorciza gorsia from uh from buffalo is an offensive tackle craig young from ohio state who i really like just a, a freak athlete that doesn't really know how to play football yet but if you can teach him i think that his body type is is unique uh sevion morrison from nebraska running back um Eric Gilliard, who is a linebacker at UCF, and then Killon Gervin, who was a cornerback at Michigan State. I think that's a good group. I think that that is a group that you can teach. I think that's a group that you can work with moving forward. I think that they got a good pairing of guys who have proven themselves as as contributors, as valuable players, and then potential guys. Um, I love all of this from Kansas. I think that that they are uh, they're spot on with the thinking here.
1: Yeah, I'm with you 100, percent and I, I think it's a really good uh, good season for that, or good offseason awesome for them rather. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of intrigued by Kansas State just kind of upgrading a quarterback, like I mentioned earlier with Adrian Martinez. Now you might say, Ryan, doesn't Adrian Martinez suck? Isn't he bad? And I'm like, I don't know. It's not my job to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, don't um, ask me that. Why are you? Why do you think you can talk <laughs> to me like this? I don't have a college football
0: podcast. I'm not one of those guys. Uh, don't worry about that kind of thing. Just get your focus on yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's not, I mean, that's just not an appropriate way to talk to us. Don't ask us college football questions. Um, we're just guys. Yeah. I'm just regular. I'm hanging out. (laughs) I'm cooking dinner. Don't ask me about Kansas state football. I don't know. (laughs) How'd you get in my house? dude? (laughs) I'm in a different country. (laughs) What are you going to do with that knife? Why are you holding it like that? (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy life out here for podcasters. Um, my other one, uh Colorado State a little bit less of a like a strategy that I'm impressed by so much as it is just uh Jay Norvel took every player from Nevada and is bringing them to Colorado State that seems like a pretty good investment they were they were pretty good at Nevada I think that it's a uh, decent bet to assume that they will continue to be good at Colorado State also got CJ Onyetchi from uh, Rutgers who I think was pretty good there if uh, if my memory serves me correctly and uh dante Keyes from florida international who is an offensive lineman and if i form thoughts on an offensive lineman i will die but um yeah good class i, I think that uh just in general bringing all of your guys from your other school is is not a terrible approach if you are going to another school within the same conference and you're coming from a school that just won eight games in that conference seems like a good start that's right all right biggest Absolutely. losers biggest losers um starting the list here team that we've talked about a little bit and uh they 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 take a little bit of a step off of the loser ledge by bringing back dylan mcduffie but brother buffalo it's tough (laughs) it's tough right now these
1: guys fucking suck man yeah it's tough uh, right now for buffalo
0: as I as I sort through here, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a little bit of a a little bit of a live count. I think it's at least twenty. It's <laughs> upwards of twenty guys who have entered the transfer portal from them. They have landed some kind of okay players. Caleb Offord comes to mind from Notre Dame. Um, they just landed an offensive lineman from what appears to be uh yeah VMI. That's not great. That's not necessarily what you want to see, but. Uh, I think more troubling is the fact that they have a bunch of guys leaving to Power 5 or good G5 programs, which is not usually a great reflection of your G5 program when you have guys who are jumping up to, say, Missouri or (laughs) Georgia Southern (laughs) or Missouri again or Kansas. It's not really what you want to see, I don't think, if if you're Buffalo what we call less than ideal i would say yeah and uh or or perhaps even akron going to play st- a starting linebacker going to akron from from buffalo it's a uh it's a little bit of a challenging look if you're buffalo it's just not good you don't want to do it's, that yeah, you don't want to do that and and like i appreciate that they have brought some guys in and i think that there is some good progress happening with with what they're doing in the portal but also you just can't lose every one of your starters and then not be listed among the losers. That's bad. That's a bad thing to do. It's not good. No. It's not good, Bad. All right. Uh, also, Hawaii. I think Hawaii's struggles in the in the portal have been frequently covered in here as well. It, it seems like things are kind of subsiding here a little bit because they fired Todd Graham, but boy, it was not good here for a very long time to the point where Michael Graham, his son, was in the portal. I think Timmy Chang's going to get it going. I think that he is the right guy for that school. I think that he's going to fix up a lot of the issues that Todd Graham caused and and was then dealing with but um it is not it was not a super positive offseason for hawaii prior to that point and I, I think that there's certainly some uh some ground to make up because of how bad it, it started and how bad it had been for pretty much the entire graham era
1: yeah um i, I do think it's also probably i'm sure they're giving him four to five years to kind of get yep. to where he needs to I, go i, I would like hope not yeah. Be, yeah for sure for sure all right who you got um uh, I have UCF and Auburn. Uh, UCF for obvious reasons—they're just constantly fucking it up. They're never going to get it
0: right. Yep. Uh, they're just—they're just, they're just you know? doing like a you know? like a like a discount ban. We're just going to grab all of these former four stars who were either kicked out of school or failed for various reasons and pull them in. And it's not. There's no culture at UCF that you can bring these guys into and and hope to work them through. There's nothing there. Oh no. The, Gus no Malzahn has not established a winning culture. He's a fucking loser. Of course he hasn't. He can't do that. That's not a thing he can do. He's never done that. Like, you don't think of Gus Malzahn as being like a bit. oh, wow, his Auburn culture was so good. It was awful. It was always awful. They just had a bunch of talent. This is just. That's like famously his biggest issue, actually. God, this is so stupid. This is such a stupid way to do it at UCF specifically with this coaching staff. Like, you can't coach these guys up, bro. You fucking suck at coaching. This is stupid. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's 100 percent correct. It is. It is the size of the fucking the
0: size of the fucking thing. These yeah. guys are terrible. Auburn, same story. Just just mismatch. Kind of just grabbing whatever you can. Uh, Brian Harson is, I think, gone next year. This guy is just not getting it done. He, I mean, yeah. I guess the
1: question is, are they willing to tear up a deal again? Yeah, it's Auburn. I don't know why I'm asking that. Yes, yes they will. Yeah, uh, they will do that. Yes, they might uh, do but it do during you know the get? season.
0: Um, I hear Hugh Freeze is available.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's I, right. I hear. Okay. Uh, I hear Urban Meyer. I hear. <laughs> I,
0: I hear Lane Kiffin is available, and he's he's standing Third outside. He wants go. the job. He's standing outside. He's ready to take it. Please, please, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll sign Bo oh, Nix back. God. I promise.
1: Oh God! All right. Well, on that note, Patrick, uh, let's
0: uh, let's get out of here. Let's yeah, you can... people. You can follow the show on Twitter at Field Flipping. Uh, Ryan is at B One G underscore Ryan. I'm at Patrick underscore Mayhorn. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we have anything else to plug. Uh, we'll be back next. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with.
1: We are plugging the existence of Jim Harbaugh. Yeah,
0: we're plugging the existence of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, we are also excited to report that we are going to the Vikings. We're going to become the official podcast of the Vikings because we're the number one Jim Harbaugh uh, fan podcast. So uh, we'll be back next week with all Harbaugh, all the time moving forward. It's only Harbaugh. It's all Harbaugh from here, folks. So if you have a friend that's who right, really loves Open Jim the Harbaugh, Harbaugh yeah. If you're in the, in the field, yeah. If you're in the yeah. Harbaugh hive. Um, you know, if you're a Harbaugh in the streets and a Harbaugh in the sheets, you should let your friends know about flipping the field, which is free and it will always support our two favorite coaches in football, uh, Jim Harbaugh and Ryan Day, who we we I I think both love equally and, and really have a yeah. lot of affection for both of them. That's right.
1: All right. Two guys who both totally deserve the credit they're getting in the media lately. Just two good guys who are who are just definitely um you know they they earned it all good for them that's right roll tide ryan roll tide